Hey, you're listening to the Heidi Roo Show podcast. It's a lifestyle podcast that features female leaders, creators, and innovators. And the motto here is don't stop, get it, get it. Unless you need a nap, of course. I am Heidi, and I'm an ex-radio host that now I do voiceovers and on-camera work full-time. Plus, I also co-own Atlanta Voiceover Studio with my husband. And I know, for one, that life is a lot to juggle. And sometimes we just need a simple reminder that others have endured and succeeded. So that's why this podcast exists. And today I'm so excited because we are talking goals in the new year. And I'm talking to Megan Hyatt Miller. Her father, Michael Hyatt, was a huge inspiration to me. He was the CEO and chairman of Thomas Nelson Publishing, but now he has his own company where he helps with leadership development in businesses. In fact, it was included on Inc. 5000's list of fastest growing American companies. So when I left radio almost seven years ago to do voice over and acting full-time. That was so scary. And following Michael's blog and podcast really helped to encourage me that, you know what? I can do this. And Megan is the chief operating officer of Michael Hyatt and Company, and she's responsible for strategic direction, brand management, growth initiatives, and operations just for the company as a whole. That sounds like a lot of smart stuff, doesn't it? (laughs) She also hosts the Lead to Win podcast with her dad, Michael, and I highly recommend it. So good. Such great information. And then she designed the bold line of the Full Focus Planner, which I have in my hands right now and I love it. It basically gives you the framework to achieve more while doing less. I mean, who doesn't want that? And Megan is offering you 15% discount on the Full Focus Planner. All you have to do is use the discount code HEIDI15, that's H-E-I-D-I-15, at fullfocusplanner.com. And if you forget, don't worry, because I included it all in the show notes. Not only that, but Megan has a husband, Joel. They live in Franklin, Tennessee, and she also has five children. Yep. And we're going to hear more about that in this podcast, but buckle up. You may want to even take some notes because I promise you, after listening to this podcast, this is going to be the best year ever for you. Something that I thought was interesting, you majored in design in college, and then you ended up not in design right now. Like, I'm sure that is incorporated (laughs) in some ways, but how did you go from design to working with businesses? (laughs) That's a great question. You know, I have to think back and kind of retrace my steps because like most of us, my story is not probably very linear, right? You know, it's kind of like you start out thinking you know what you want to do when you're young, and then one thing leads to the other, and you end up in a place that's different than where you saw, but very often, you know, you look back and you think, oh, but it's perfect in its own way. And so I think that's true for me. You know, I love design. I love aesthetics. um, But I also love business. And I grew up, of course, in an entrepreneurial family. And that was just kind of part of our dinner table conversations growing up. And so I think that was in me from the time that I was probably um, like eight years old. In fact, I remember my dad took me on the very first business trip I ever went on when I was eight years old. (laughs) And so from the time I was young, you know, it was just kind of part of part of our life. And so as I grew up and then went to college and was out of college, I just loved small business. And I ended up um, in a number of different small businesses, mostly in marketing. Um, I did some design kind of here and there. Um, But ultimately, marketing ended up kind of being the avenue into business for me, which I loved. And, you know, it's very creative. There's certainly a design and a visual component to that, which I enjoyed quite a lot. Um, and then ultimately, I realized what I really loved was designing business itself. And so in my current capacity, 
Um, there's so much creativity involved with what I do, so much strategy involved with what I do. Um, and I get to exercise that design muscle in a few ways. Like I was able to kind of be the mastermind behind um, a big design project. We renovated a historic office space um, about a year and a half ago, and that was a blast. Got to kind of be in the middle of that. And then, of course, the full focus planner line that I designed this last year called the bold line within our larger full focus planner suite was just so much fun. So I still get to exercise that muscle a little bit. It's just a little different than I might have thought all those years ago. Yeah. And let me just tell you that I have taken like the virtual tour online of the new office oh, space good. and it is gorgeous. Well done. Thank like, you. We love it. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. It looks really, really good, Megan. So thank you. I think it's so neat to be able to see how um, so many pieces end up coming together. Mm-hmm. Um just by following your heart and your passion and, um, and ultimately I think those things do come together. And I, so I love hearing that kind of story because I know even probably five years ago, I remember thinking how, I I think these things are going to come together. I'm not sure how (laughs) they are, right? but somehow it does. It just works out. Somehow it does. It really does. And you know, it's funny is when you remember your younger self, you know, and I, I know a lot of your listeners are um, entrepreneurs and uh, some people are just getting started with business. And it can be so hard to imagine when you are at the beginning of that story of your entrepreneurial journey, like, how is it going to come together, you know, and you can really feel anxious about that. But in my experience, uh, coaching entrepreneurs, it always does. And usually in a way that you would have never expected. Yeah. So, I mean, apparently we can't just totally, though, go all willy nilly (laughs) in our careers and just hope everything kind of falls into place, though. So we're talking today about goal setting because you are a a goal setting expert, if I may. But first of all, let me even start because I know that I have friends that also are like, I don't set goals ever, you know, or even just like, eh, it's just not for me. So why mm-hmm. even set goals? Does it really help yeah. or is it just for those people that are goal minded? Well, in our experience, um, coaching people and setting goals, and we have coached tens of thousands of people in our best year ever methodology um, for years and years now. And, you know, it's interesting. You would think maybe it's just the super high achievers that are, are going to be the goal setters. But actually, I think it's anybody who feels like they want something in their life that they haven't been able to create kind of by default, you know, and the truth is we have a couple of different options when we think about how we're going to move forward into the future with our lives. We can kind of drift into a life that we wouldn't have chosen. And, and sometimes those kind of coincidences and ways that things come together can be good, but sometimes they can be not so good. You know, you can end up doing work you don't love with people you don't love or in relationships that are are not healthy, things like that, um, or not attending to your health and your self-care. And those can be really not positive. Or you can, with intention, design a life that you really love and want. And um, I think it's so much more about intentionality than it is about some kind of hard driving, like personality type. It's just sort of saying, I don't want life to happen to me. I want to happen to my life because there's some things that I really care about and I really want. And and that's why I think goal setting is so valuable is it gives you a path to make those things that you want become a reality. Um, and, and it really matters. And one of the things that we've seen a lot is that one of the biggest reasons people don't set goals 
or are kind of negative about setting goals is because they've been disappointed in the past. You know, they have maybe set new, new Year's resolutions or they have tried setting goals maybe without um, a kind of framework that has really been proven to work. And they've fallen short and they feel badly about themselves and they're just like, I don't like that feeling. I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes that's what's behind it for people. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to go to next as far as like, what are some of those hurdles? Like why yeah. why do we end up falling flat in our face sometimes with goals? Well, I think there are a few reasons. First of all, if that's been your experience, um, having worked with thousands of people setting goals, I just want you to know that um, it's not your fault. Honestly, it's not your fault. It is really the result of more often than not a broken system of goal setting or no system really at all, you know. And what often happens for people is that they set too many goals or when they're combined, you know, their list of goals, they're too ambitious or they're kind of goals that maybe they feel like they should set, like maybe a spouse thinks they should set or a boss thinks they should set or some kind of external force. And they're not really um, connecting to the things that they care the most about or that kind of internal motivation that's what sustains you and keeps you going. Um, Or they just have limiting beliefs around what's really possible. And this is probably a familiar concept to your listeners. But, you know, we all have beliefs about ourselves and the world um, and how things work. And oftentimes those are kind of under the surface, but they're really, really um, driving the bus, you know. And if we don't get clear on what those are, as we're trying to set goals that are in areas that are made, you know, kind of out of our, our comfort zone, then they'll get us and pull us kind of back down um, without us even knowing what's happening. So those are just some of the things that, that we've seen why people are um, not only hesitant to set goals, but also fail at setting goals. And the other one that's really important, I, I didn't mention just now is people lose visibility. You know, you set your goals on January 1st, you're all pumped about it, but then like you don't have any process for reviewing those on a regular basis. And life just gets in the way. I mean, I know as a mom of of five kids, three of my kids have special needs. I mean, if I don't have a process for reviewing those, forget about it. Right. Life just makes you forget so easily. Mm -hmm. Yes. So do you think that before we even set goals, something you said was to make sure that that's something that's even that you're passionate about and it's not somebody else else speaking Mm -hmm. into it. Is that something we can do before to set us up for success? Or is there other things that we can do? Yeah, well, you know, when we teach this as a part of our um, five days to your best year ever framework, we have a course um, where we teach this. We teach people to start with their beliefs. You know, we want you to believe in the possibility that your future can be different than your past in the ways that you want it to be. Um, To start really thinking about um, what beliefs are in the way and also like what areas of your life do you want to address this year? So that's kind of like, the first thing. But then, and this is like counterintuitive because people want to go right to setting the goals. But then we want to actually give you an opportunity to do what we call completing the past. And that's really where um, you give yourself the opportunity to review the last year and ask yourself, you know, things like, what did I want to have happened? Um, What actually happened? (laughs) Because, right, there's usually a gap between those two things. And then, um, you know, like, where were you disappointed? Where where do you feel like you should have been acknowledged that you weren't, you know? And um, because, again, kind of like the beliefs, if you don't give yourself the opportunity to complete the past, then the past starts to define your future. Um, and so making space for that so that you can kind of learn the lessons from the last year and have an emotional, an opportunity to kind of emotionally complete those things frees you up to then ask the question, 
um, you know, what goals do I want to pursue? Not other people, but what goals do I really want to pursue in the key domains of my life? And, and we talk about 10 domains, you know, spiritual, intellectual, parental, social, financial, emotional, physical, marital, avocational, and vocational. I know that's a mouthful. And not all those apply to everybody, depending on what season of your life you're in. Um, but, you know, we really want you to, to think about what you want in all areas of your life, not just your business and not just your health or your family or things like that, but really your whole self. Um, and then from there, you can connect to your motivations. And that's where it gets really, really powerful. Mm. You know, I think that it is so important, especially around this time, it's something that I put as a priority um, to to really spend that time to reflect. And you, yeah. you and your dad, um, actually, even in the podcast recently, um, the lead to win a podcast, you talked about how it's so important for people to take that time just to mm-hmm. think like to build that in right. a, as a very right. important part. And, and then to be honest with you during the year, I don't do that as well, but I, I know it's hard. I, I have set that, pro- it feels like a little more, e- like a little easier right around the holidays, mm-hmm. right before I set the goals to really take that time. And everything that you talked about is so good just to have that framework to figure out yeah. how to even evaluate and reflect on the past year. I agree. I love that time kind of like right after Christmas, the week between Christmas and New Year's. To me, that is the best time. That's normally when I set goals um, because I can give myself, like you said, a little more space to think through the last year and what I really want for this year at kind of outside of the whirlwind of my life, you know, normally during the normal parts of the year. Yeah. What does a goal smashing strategy even look like for 2020? <laughs> How can we do that? Uh, it's a great it's a great question. Okay, well first of all, you've got to set really high quality goals. So before you can accomplish your goals, you have to set really really great goals. And so um as a part of our framework, we teach people to set smarter goals and this is sort of like the recipe for a great goal. And that means that they are specific, it's an acronym, specific. So you want to be able to focus your efforts and have clarity around what you want. They're measurable so that you can actually know if you're accomplishing it or not actionable so that, um, you know, you can take action and get going risky. So this is where we want you to be like, not delusional and nuts about it, but also not like sandbagging, you know, wanting to put want you to push yourself a little bit. And then time keys. So we want you to put a date for when that goal is due. And it should also be something that's exciting to you. This kind of goes back to your earlier question about like, make making sure it's something you really want. It should be exciting to you. If it's not, you're just talking about a project. It's not really a goal. A goal has to be exciting. And then relevant. And this is really important for parents of young kids, speaking as a mom of five. You know, I need to look at the context of my life. Like my goals this year with a brand new baby, I have an eight-month-old baby who was super preemie. My life with uh, my new baby is very different in the goals I'm going to set than last year. You know, I was, I was a little more ambitious last year than I'm going to be this year because, you know, when I consider my life, it's a lot. So, so that first of all, you've got to set really good, high-quality goals in that smarter framework, which we really teach in our uh, Best Year Ever course is going to help you with that. But then you've got to have a strategy around execution because, like I said earlier, one of the biggest reasons people don't accomplish their goals is because they lose visibility. Um, in fact, that's the reason that we actually created our full focus planner is because our clients, our best year ever clients said, we really need a way to connect our annual goals to our daily actions. And that's where people kind of see the links get dropped, you know? And so what we teach you to do is to set 10 to 12 annual goals. That's the, that's the max. 
and then focus on only two to three per quarter. So you're only going to have two to three per quarter of that list of 10 to 12 that have a deadline in this next quarter. Because if you try to focus on 10 to 12 at once, you're going to be really jazzed about it for like three days and then you're going to get really overwhelmed Uh (laughs) and then you're going to throw in the towel because it's too much. You know, you've got your whole life that still has to happen underneath all these, you know, new goals that you're pursuing. So we want you to decide on those two to three goals uh, per core that you're going to focus on. Then what we teach uh, with a full focus planner is that you're going to decide on uh, three weekly objectives. So these are like three projects or outcomes that you need to accomplish this week, kind of your very most important priorities that normally are going to connect back to your the quarterly goals that you're focusing on, okay? So there's this sort of like unbroken link between your annual goals and then the quarterly ones you're focusing on, and then your weekly objectives, which are kind of like the next big step toward those goals, or maybe other important projects that you're working on. And then the last part of that is that we want you to decide on your daily big three tasks. And so this is like you know, your plan for the day. These are um, three tasks, discrete actions. So not projects. So many of us, like we have these lists that are humongous with big projects. We think we're going to accomplish them all in one day, you know, and we get overwhelmed again. And really, if you accomplish three truly important, often urgent, but for sure important actions every day, you are going to make massive progress towards your goal. If you just do, do that, you know, rinse and repeat from your annual goals to your quarterly goals to your weekly objectives to your daily tasks uh kind of with that you know three 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 model you will make major progress on your goals and that's how you don't lose visibility and you're really able to execute and accomplish these things instead of waking up on you know february 15th and realizing wait what were my goals again right (laughs) we've all been there yeah absolutely absolutely now Megan, I love how you like break it up into kind of bite-sized pieces. If yeah. that, the, a very kindergarten way to, <laughs> to right. talk about what I you do just well said. with kindergarten. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's very good I for know. me. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, Megan, you do you have five kids? Like you said, three with special needs. Um, you're you have a husband, and then you're COO of a company, and. If there's anyone that's bound to have derailments throughout the year, it's <laughs> got to be you. You must be an expert Absolutely. at this at this point. So, yes. like, how can we keep focused even when those things do happen? Because I'm sure even breaking that stuff up, things happen. Things change sure. throughout the year. Absolutely. I mean, it happens to me all the time, honestly. You can imagine, <laughs> you know, five kids. Like, there is always something happening that I did not plan on. I feel like, you know, my, my business while very demanding is is easy compared to raising five kids. So probably the wild cards mostly happen in the family side of things that I have to adjust for. I'll tell you one of the most freeing things that ever happened to me with regard to goal setting and just the nature of life is that at, when you set these goals, these 10 to 12 goals at the beginning of the year and you have your plan and you're kind of doing this three by three model, when you're reviewing your goals, and we encourage you to do this on a quarterly basis, and when you're deciding on the next three quarterly goals that you're going to focus on at the end of you know, the, the quarter prior, you have the option of removing goals from your list, revising them, recommitting to them. I mean, there's, there are just options. You don't have to like rigidly stick to that list of goals no matter what. In fact, the best goal setters are flexible. Now, I'm not saying that you just throw it all out the window because your first choice is to recommit yourself to a goal that maybe you've fallen behind on. However, you know, like I was not planning at the beginning of last year to adopt our fifth baby. (laughs) That was not a part of my plan. However, 
when that happened and she came home, um, we, we adopted her in May. Um, that radically changed the goals that I had. And I had to revise some. I had to change the dates, you know, like there's no way I can accomplish that um, because I'm on parental leave right now or there's no way that I can uh, do that at all now because my priorities have totally changed or I don't want to do that anymore. And to just make adjustments. And that is so freeing because then, again, this is, this is your game. And it's all about getting you closer and closer to what you really want in your life. So if what you really want changes throughout the year and you need to make some adjustments, do it. That is absolutely within bounds of goal setting, good goal setting. Um, And I think, I don't know, for me, that just takes the pressure off. Yeah, I think that's great. And actually something that even my counselor has been working with me on is just this uh, constant reminder um, that my to-do list or goals or whatever, it's not, um, it's, it's not indicative of my performance. It's just a guy, it's a guide. Like it, and it's meant to serve you. Yes. It's not, you're not a slave to it. Yes, yes. And I think that that is so freeing, even thinking about goal setting. So, Megan, as a family, do you guys set goals? Or, like, how can you even encourage that as a parent for, in yeah. kids of goal setting? Well, so my kids range in age from 18 to 8 months. <laughs> so we really have every yeah, stage of quite parenting. the spread have, yeah right high school <laughs> and graduating from high school we have middle school and we have babies so we've really done it all and uh, we have set goals with our teenagers now for several years they love to do the best year ever program and it's so fun to see what they come up with you know and they're not like the best goal setters yet they're kind of working on figuring that out you know but it's really laying the foundation for those skills with them and they love it. So absolutely, this is something you can do with your family. I think it's important if you are going to do it with your teenagers in particular, that you don't impose your own um, wants, just like you wouldn't want your spouse to do that for you. You know, goal setting, goal achievement works best when the motivation is internal and not external. Um, So just remember that's kind of, you know, word to the wise. Um, But one of the things that I love the most is doing this with your spouse. Uh, my husband, Joel, and I have done this together for years. And in fact, we host uh, a day for our team. We have just about 40 employees in our company. We host a day every year where we invite the, them and their spouses to come and set goals together. We watch the videos. They're a part of the Best Year Ever course. And then they set their goals together with their spouse. And it's so cool because even though, I mean, you're, you're not doing it together in the sense that you have one list that's shared. You each individually set your list of, of goals, but inevitably you're going to have crossover and talk about great things. And it's just such a great way to get alignment in your marriage around the things that you want and who you want to become together and as a family and as individuals, and then you can support each other. And I have just found it leads to such amazing conversations um, with my husband. So, and that's true for our team as well. And what a great way, even though, uh, you know, family isn't necessarily a a business, but I know you guys talk about this a lot of times, you've got to have a vision uh, in a business for everybody to get on board. And so even being able to have that open conversation about goals across family probably helps everybody see the big vision, even if it's for each person's life. 
I think so too. And you can really figure out how to best love each other and support each other with more intelligence that you, than you might otherwise if you didn't go through this process. Yeah, so true. Okay, so we've talked about this full focus planner and people are probably like, okay, what, what, what is going on here with this? Um, and you, of course, you designed a beautiful line called the Bold Line and I mm-hmm. bought mine. It's already in my hands and I love it. Thank I got you, the, I'm so glad. I got the <laughs> olive color and it's beautiful. In fact, somebody, a friend of mine, she was asking me about about my goals and stuff. And I said, Oh, I have this full focus planner. I'm so excited. And she was like, what is that? And I was like, well, it's basically a goal setting planner on crack. Like it's, (laughs) (laughs) um, I don't, I wouldn't say that, that, you know, I'm not going to spread that around Megan. That's probably not necessarily the tagline you're looking for, but, (laughs) (laughs) but there are a lot of planners out there. So there are a lot of planners, you know, why create another one? What makes this so different than some of the other planners? Well, kind of like I said earlier, you know, this really came out of our desire to help people achieve their goals because we knew we had a proven evidence-based program for goal setting. And what we wanted to do is then add to that a process of execution for goal achievement. And those are really two different things. I mean, setting good goals is one thing, and that's really, really critical And it's a huge component of of ultimately achieving your goals. But you have to have a system for execution. And what we built um, when we built a full focus planner was that, you know, we built a system that is not only going to help you um, kind of keep up with your goals, but actually make progress on a daily basis. So this is not just pretty, although it is pretty. And I love that it's pretty. And that was my, you know, primary goal when I designed the bold line is I just had people saying like, I want something beautiful, you know, and so we went and made that and it was so fun. But the framework inside of it is really solid from a productivity standpoint. It's well researched. It's well tested. We have hundreds of thousands of people that use this and are getting great results. And the whole goal of this planner is focused. You know, there has never been a time like there is now where we are more distracted and overwhelmed, right? I mean, you just, you get on your computer or your phone and you try to log in to your project management app or your task manager. And before you know it, you're on Instagram and you're texting someone and you're like, wow, you know, it's overwhelming. And we wanted to create an analog paper environment where when you open up your planner, you just kind of exhale because you feel in control. You feel like you know what you need to focus on to move the needle in your business and in your life. Um, you know, that you only have to focus on a few things. You know, if you have that three goals a quarter that you're focused on and three weekly objectives and three daily tasks, all of which are important, if you just do that, you're going to get ultimately where you want to go. And that's really um, what this planner does. It helps you to focus so that you can stay on track and ultimately achieve more by doing less because it's not about getting it all done. We all know that that is not going to happen. You know, it's not just having a place to catalog all your to-dos. It's really having a system that helps you know what to focus on so that you can do the right things. And ultimately, that means you're able to achieve more by doing less. Well, I'm on board. Yep, I'm all in for that. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, Me too. So Megan, can you just leave us with, as a mom, as a woman, as a wife, as a business leader, if you just had like a little pep talk for us going forward with trying to accomplish our goals this year, what would that be? First of all, that's a great question. And as I think about this, I kind of think about what I need to hear, you know, because um, I'm sort of preaching to myself before anybody <laughs> else, because I need to, I need to hear the same things you guys need to hear. You know, I have bad days. I had a bad day with my kids this week and I was 
got ready to pull my hair out and I was feeling overwhelmed and you know those things happen and I feel like the thing I would want other women to know is you can accomplish more than you ever thought possible even with the constraints of your family in fact those constraints can actually drive innovation uh, they can drive creativity and they can drive productivity if you're willing to kind of think out of the box they're not at odds with each other and you really can win at work or business and succeed at the rest of your life it's totally possible you just have to do it on your own terms and i feel like it's never been a better time to figure out your own terms and to take a stand for them so beautifully put megan that is thank you so much for being an example for us for putting out this beautiful planner and for joining us today i love talking to you and um, i hope that everyone is able to grab their full focus planner from the bold line it's beautiful there's several colors and designs inside too it's really they're really pretty above all that 2020 is just a wonderful joy-filled peace-filled but also accomplishment filled (laughs) year for everyone (laughs) so thank you again Megan thanks Heidi it's been a blast to be with you and don't forget that you can save 15% off of the full focus planner just by using the discount code Heidi 15 that's h-e-i-d-i 15 and I know for myself The years that I have achieved the most goals, in fact, one putting me over six figures for the first time, is when I wrote down my goals and I followed some of the same framework that Megan was talking about. So if you want that planner, then just go to the website, fullfocusplanner.com, and put in that discount code. And if you forget, don't worry, it's all in the show notes. And in two weeks, I'll be showcasing some of the most favorite episodes from this past year. So if you missed any, you can just tune in and it's kind of like the Cliff Notes version. So don't miss that in a couple weeks. And I'll also be sharing some new things for the podcast that will be happening in the new year. Until then, you know what to do. Don't stop. Get it, get it.